What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from Be Beautiful. Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, September the 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. How was your Labor Day? I hope you had a great Labor Day. I really did. I had a lot of fun, hung out with my fiance, uh, did a fantasy football draft last night. I watched Duke. I don't even know if you can call that an upset. Duke just beat Clemson 28 to seven, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit, but man, what a great night. What a great day yesterday. Again, a beautiful day outside too. So I, man, I hope your, I hope your labor day was as good as mine. Let me tell you today is Tuesday, September the 5th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is episode 922 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore community college. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game we've got another fun show for you today uh joining us hearing about in fact it's going to be less than 15 minutes because we got a lot of work to do uh, my first guest and i do he's a news editor for the carteret county news times and carolina coast online.com it's our friend richard clark uh we like i said i've already messaged with him this morning he knows we are on the clock already uh, we're going to wrap up nfl ceiling floor with him we already have done the nfc east afc east the NFC North and AFC North, we're going to try to get through four divisions today. So that's why we're starting about five minutes earlier with him today to uh, get through all that. We'll also get an update from the FIBA championships in the Philippines. I know he has watched every single minute of that in the, uh, uh, what, in the first couple of weeks of that since it started. So uh, we'll get an update from that. The Americans had their first loss. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't in the knockout stage. It was in the uh, secondary stage. But uh, they lost 110 to 104 to, I believe, Lithuania on Sunday. And they play today at 8.40 a.m. So uh, pretty excited about that as they will, uh, they will be uh, back on the clock today uh, as they were. Uh, the, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. They're taking on Italy today in the quarterfinals, a team that uh, they should have no trouble with. But I'll tell you what, man, when they get to the semifinals and the finals, it's going to be something else. It is, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> what a great championship it's been in uh, the Philippines or the FIBA World Cup. Uh, you know who won last time? Spain? Guess what? They're not in the knockout round. Uh, yes, and I'm reading this straight from the ESPN report. It's crazy. Olympic silver medalist France didn't make it. Olympic bronze medalist Australia didn't either. Uh, and then, uh, the team that everybody thought was going to give the USA the biggest, uh, challenge, uh, Canada, they only advanced after a fourth quarter comeback on Sunday. So, I mean, this is going to be an exciting, exciting, uh, FIBA world cup over the next few days in the Philippines. And again, uh, rich will get us caught up on that. We're going to finish, uh, uh, NFL over or ceiling floors. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. Then in our second hour, man, one of my favorite people on this planet, I love him so much. He is going to be officiating uh, Linda's and mine wedding uh, in December. That's going to be awesome. But listen, you know him. He's one of the all-timers in our area. Uncle Rick Vernon uh, is uh, going to be joining us here live in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive. And he's going to be uh, telling us about a big event that is taking place this Saturday at the gate. Uh, it's going to be honoring the sheriff of Lenora County, uh, Jackie Rogers. It's going to be honoring the police chief here in Kinston, too. It's just going to be just a, a great event, and they're going to be doing it to raise money for the gate. 
just one of the great organizations in our neck of the woods. So we'll talk to him about that. But that's not all. Around 20 minutes into the second hour, and Uncle Rick, you don't know this yet, but you're going to be uh, helping me interview the first-year head coach of the North North football team, Larry Dell II. Uh, yes, you did hear correctly. Today is Tuesday, September the 5th, and here of our Lord 2023. But guess what? Uh, Larry Dale and uh, his North North Hawks, they will be playing today. Uh, they're going to be taking on undefeated CBA cock at 7 o'clock. It's going to be their first home game of the season. Yes, it was rescheduled from Friday. Uh, actually, it was rescheduled from Thursday. They were special, uh, uh, scheduled to play this uh, past Thursday, but with uh, the tropical storm that came through, uh, it forced a lot of cancellations and postponed. Well, a lot of postponements, a couple of cancellations. And this is one of those games that was postponed. You heard Mark Panicelli on here yesterday. I can't believe Newburn versus West Craven. That is being played today. So uh, a couple of big games in our neck of the woods. Like I said, uh, uh, CBA cock at North and North. But we'll talk to Larry Dale about that. Uh, it's just crazy. I mean, they play that game today here on Tuesday. And then, what, three days later, they have to travel down to the coast to take on East Carteret on Friday. So, uh, not a lot of time for the weary here for uh, North and North, but we'll talk to, like I said, Larry Dale about that. So our three guests, Richard Clark here in just a few minutes, uh, Uncle Rick Vernon uh, from the gate, and then uh, Larry Dale II from North and North. Got to tell you uh, as we jump into the, the monologue here, uh, man, got to thank, uh, and she's been a guest here several times here on the show, Ariel Epstein. She and I were messaging yesterday. I came across a, a very cool photo from, I believe it was six, it had to have been six years ago in 2017 of her and I and Junius at Campbell when, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks went there to take on, they were known then as the Bowie's Creek Astros, uh, to play for, uh, just an amazing, uh, for amazing second half regular season championship. And, what a season, man. That first year that Down East Wood Ducks were here, and uh, they overcame so much. I believe they were down by, you know what, I've got it right here. I can tell you this. Give give Uncle Brian just a second here, and I can uh, let you know because it was amazing. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's find this for y'all. I know you, you guys love when I sing, and I'm good with that. Hey, uh, let's see. Here's what it, check this out. The Down East Wood Ducks back in 2017, okay? With, on July 25th, they were nine and a half games back. With 16 games to go, they were down by seven and a half games. And then with only seven games to go in the regular season, they were four games back, and they won the championship. They won the second half championship in uh, 2017. But I uh, had a picture there of uh, myself and uh, Ariel, who was covering the game for News Channel 12, and Junius, who was, uh, I guess, in 2017, he was probably still working for News News at that point. I, I don't remember exactly, or maybe it was even the free press. I, I don't remember. I should know that. But, uh, man, it, just an amazing photo. Uh, she wanted an update, as a, a lot of folks have on Junius, so I told her. And, uh, she didn't know about the GoFundMe. She jumps in she shares it with her, what, 60,000 followers on, uh, on, uh, on Twitter. And then, uh, another five or $600 worth of, uh, uh, in fact, her 66,000 followers on Twitter and, uh, another $500, $600 has come in to support, uh, Junius. And we are quickly approaching, we're right at, we're on the threshold of $30,000 being raised for uh, Junius, which is just, it's amazing. Uh, in fact, I know I mentioned this on yesterday's show, and I, I can understand. Yesterday was Labor Day. A lot of you folks maybe did not listen to uh, yesterday's show, and I'm good with that because you were off, and, you know, you didn't feel like getting up at 7 o'clock and listening to the show. You could still listen to it on the replay. But uh, it's all right. I don't blame you. Uh, you. It was Labor Day. You were relaxing. But I'm uh, going to go see Junius this morning, and I uh, go spend a, a few hours with him, and I'll have a good report for you on tomorrow's show about that. So uh, pretty excited about that. And thank you, Ariel. Ariel, you just, again, just amazing. She has not forgot where she came from. Well, she's originally from New York, but she's not forgotten where she worked here for a few years. And uh, really looking out for Junius there. Really do appreciate you, Ariel. You're just amazing. Okay. Uh, like I said, just on the threshold of $30,000 almost. I mean, we're averaging about $100 per donor, which is amazing. So thank you again for uh, helping Junius and his family out there. Okay, uh, last night, 
Man, what a game. What a game. Duke upsets Clemson 28 to 7. Closer than the final score indicated. You hear 28 to 7, you think they really blew them out. It was, again, it was closer than the final score indicated because uh, Clemson really just blew a lot of chances last night. Let's hear, uh, this is from ESPN. Let's uh, hear uh, Dabo Sweeney uh, talk about last night. I mean, just a, you know, obviously a, a huge, huge win for them, and, and they, they earned it and they deserved it. Um, and an incredibly disappointing loss. Uh, that's honestly all my years of football. I've never been a part of a game like that, ever. Um, and been here at Clemson a long time. Since I've been the head coach, we were 58-0 when we rushed for 200 and passed for 200. Uh, that's usually a pretty good indicator. And I think in, in Clemson history, we were 108-0. Never lost, ever. Uh, so, you know, but you got to finish. you got to finish. And, and obviously, we, we did not do that. Um, so many opportunities, uh, you know, on the one-yard line a couple times, uh, one for four in the red zone, you know, t- the, obviously the turnovers, three turnovers, a couple low block kicks um, that really didn't even give them a chance. Uh, but, you know, again, twice first and goal from the one and we get no points. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's really, really disappointing. And uh, there's really nothing else you can say about it. But, uh, again, you got to give them credit because uh, they hung in there. They made plays. They didn't. I mean, again, we got a lot of yards and a lot of first downs, but uh, you know, we didn't make the the critical play when we needed to um, to get the point. So, you know, just a, just a really uh, disappointing night. Um, again, you know, every indicator that you think is going to win. You know, 200, 229 first downs, 715 on third down. Uh, but it came down to red zone, three turnovers, and uh, the, the two block kicks. So uh, just incredibly disappointing, um, you know, start force. Uh, incredibly disappointing. So You can hear the disappointment in uh, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney's voice there. But congratulations to Harlan Neal, to uh, all my Duke fans. Uh, heck, Jason Bryant, who's a big uh, Duke football fan and Duke sports fan. What a night for Duke football. Again, an upset of number nine Clemson. And uh, I think we talked about it a little bit here on the game yesterday or on the show here yesterday. And I really thought, you know what, if they cover the spread, and I believe the spread was 13 and a half, 14 and a half, something like that, that uh, they were the underdogs, that Duke was the underdogs. I thought, you know, that would be a, a pretty good victory for them. But how about that? Congratulations to Duke. Congratulations to all my Duke friend fans for sure. Uh, this week's uh, high school football games. Let's get you caught up with that real quick here. We're getting, like I said, going to have Richard on the phone with us a little bit earlier today. Again, today uh, you'll hear from Larry Dale here. <laughs> Greg Clements, cry me a river, Dabo. Yeah, I know. Isn't that right? Uh, but uh, today at North and North, CBA Cox 2-0 there at North and North, who is 0-2. Uh, North and North, this will be the 41st edition of this game. And uh, North and North is 17-23 all-time against Acock. Uh, then Friday night, our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, Richlands at South and North. Both teams are 1-2. Washington is at Kenston. Washington is 0-2. Uh, Kenston, 2-1, uh, two straight wins for the Vikings. That's going to be a big game. Uh, the Vikings are 8-12 and all-time against Washington. Uh, and if you remember the last time these teams met, it was a pretty big game. It was that final regular season game of the 2020 pandemic year where Kenston had shut out their first five opponents, and then they gave up 50 points in that overtime loss to Washington, then got beaten the first round of the playoffs too. So uh, a sudden end in that pandemic year. But, again, this is not the same Washington team. They don't have the same coach. Uh, I think uh, I think Kenston's going to do very well in that game. Uh, North Lenore, uh, they are, uh, they turn around and play, uh, like I said, uh, they play tonight and then they travel down to your neck of the woods, Greg Clemens to take on, I believe your alma mater and East Carteret who is struggling this year. Uh, the Mariners are zero and three this season. Uh, they lost to white Oak 51 to nothing, Ashley 62 to nothing, and even Croatan 25 to nothing. They've been outscored 138 to nothing in the first three games of the year. Uh, North and North is two and three all time against East Carteret. Uh, Parrot will uh, pl- be at home. I know on the schedule it originally said Parrot would be at Richlands Liberty Christian. However, uh, Liberty it does not have their field ready, so the game is being moved to APA. 
uh, paired as one and one. Uh, they did not play last week because of uh, Adelia, the tropical storm. Liberty Christian is 0 and 1. They've only played one game and they lost 71 to nothing. Rocky Mount Faith Christian. Uh, then Green Central, who has just uh, struggled early here. They won their first game of the year over North and North in pretty convincing fashion. They've now lost two in a row. They take on an 0-3 Eastern Wayne team in Snow Hill. Aiden Grifton, uh, who is 2-1 uh, to begin the season after that loss to uh, to uh, Kinston last week. They take on Pamlico County. Jones Senior, thank God they're off this week. And Bethel Christian does not begin their regular season until September 22nd, so still Two more weeks of, of uh, no football Bethel Christian as they are getting ready to uh, to open their season against Wilson Community Christian on September 22nd. Let's get Rich up here on the phone with us. But before we do that, let's thank Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them for everything they do. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly uh, improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton. To find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much, Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. Joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, he's our regular Tuesday guest. He is the uh, news editor of the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. It's our good friend, Richard Clark, uh, who I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. And if uh, I need to stop, tell me to stop. But, uh, Dude, uh, how you feeling, my friend? I mean, you spent some time in the hospital last week uh, taking care of some yeah. issues. You told it, you did tell us on the air last week that you were going to be going. Uh, just for folks who are worried about it, and I, myself included, how you feeling, dude? I feel better. Uh, we're getting there. Put it that way. It, it's going to be a little bit longer than I anticipated, but we're getting there. And shout out to UNC Urology at Lore. They were great. People there are fantastic. So, well, uh, um, they are I, really, really nice. No, I really, love it. Really They're nice. one of our sponsors too. But uh, yeah, I mean, you were suffering with, and let me tell you, I was there myself. What in 2019? I had, uh, I had a couple of kidney stones, and I'm telling you, dude, I, I was about to say I'm a tough guy. I'm not. You know me well enough. I'm not a tough guy, man. I'm a wuss. Okay, I mean, it is what it is, <laughs> and especially <laughs> Linda will tell you, man. Especially when it comes to being sick or not feeling well or anything like that. I've had a back surgery since she and I have been together, and and then I was supposed to go to uh, the All Star Game, the Major League Baseball All Star Game, and kidney stones popped up, knocked me out of being able to go to the trip in Cleveland. And uh, man, that that was that was one of the most hellish. I don't know, weeks that I had, man. I mean, it just, we won't get into details, but it was really bad, dude. But I've only had kidney stones twice in my life. When I was in my 20s, I got them for the first time. And then, uh, like I said, uh, what, four years ago. Dude, this is something you've really struggled with a lot. I mean, I've known you for, uh, I guess we're coming up on 20 years probably when, when all is said and done. And, Dude, I remember you one night when we were with the Free Press. Who was a big guy that worked with us that you you two were such good friends? Jeremy. 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 And I remember one night you had it so bad. You worked with one hand on a keyboard because you had your other hand like pressing into your back or into your side yeah, or something. Yeah. You remember that night? And I'm like, dude, oh, go yeah. to the freaking hot Man, I got to finish these pages. Go to the freaking hospital. And you didn't. You, you finished your shift and then went to the hospital. Dude, you've got to be... I got to tell you, man, if I'm ever in a foxhole and they're shooting at us, I hope you're with us because I think you can take a couple of bullets, okay? Well, this is how this went down this time. I Pretty much the same scenario. I went to – they decided last minute they were wanting to go and get me in. So I went down there. They called me on Thursday and said we could come see you. So I drove from – I had already gone from Jacksonville to Moorhead. I drove back to um, Jacksonville, then to Kansas. They said they wanted to get me in the next day which was Friday. I was like, uh-oh. So I can't I had to drive all the way back to Jacksonville after the, uh, setting up the appointment and them oh, looking at me and getting x-rays. Then all the way back to Moorhead to pretty much do the paper uh, for Friday for so I wouldn't leave everybody in lurch. 
and then went back home for the and then turned around and went to Kenton the next morning at like six o'clock in the morning. God. Rich, man, I'm not around. laughing about it. I'm not laughing about it, man, dude. Like I said, if I'm in a foxhole and we're being shot at, I, I may use you as a as a, a human shield for a couple of shots because I think <laughs> I think you can take a couple of bullets, dude. Well, uh, the thing is, I've been apparently I've been dealing with this for a while. This particular one, um, it was basically the size of a marble. Oh my and, um, god! Yeah, I had been in pain for a while. I just <sighs> kind of learned to live with it. Because when I finally didn't have it, it was amazing how you were like, wow, really? Um, you know, and after the good stuff wore off that they gave me Friday, <laughs> you know, I started feeling a little bit of it out Saturday morning and so forth. And even now, but it's nothing like it was. Well, so, is it out? Shout out to those people. They were fantastic. Is it out of your body? It is. It is. But Dude, I have I'm another one I had on the that. other side. Oh, Jesus. It, yeah, they, but if they have, they can't go get that one because it's still attached or whatever the word is. Uh, so, you know, yeah, there's some there's some things going on. But Well, they shatter it, don't they? I mean, don't they take a laser and shatter it? Or did they? Surely they I, didn't I pull think, that bad boy out. I think they had to go get this one. I think that was uh, the whole point. It was so big. I, I don't know, to be honest. It's funny because... They, you know, they give you the stuff and they're wheeling you in. I'm talking to the guy that's doing the anesthesiologist or whatever. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, get your hands in. I'm like, oh, it's like pushing cargo. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up. <laughs> we were having a conversation Good. and then we weren't. Good. And I was like, yeah, that's all right right there. <laughs> yeah, no joke, dude. Well, I can guarantee you, man, every guy who's listening to this, and I guess women too, I mean, they get kidney stones too, but it's just, I don't think it's as bad for women as it is for men. But, you know, they give birth and stuff, so it all evens out. But uh, but every guy who's listening to this who has gone down the road you've gone through, maybe not to the extent that you have, Rich, but uh, I guarantee you all of us are holding our sides and holding our back. And I've got to tell you, I, I'll leave, I don't want to spend our whole hour talking about this, but the first time I got one was when I was in my 20s, and I had just finished playing basketball. I mean, I was probably 24, 25 at the time, dude. And uh, I thought I had been hit in the back or something playing basketball. I had no idea it was a kidney stone. I just thought I was having yeah, a back pain, same. dude. And uh, went to the I mean, it was so bad, I went to the emergency room, and they said, uh, son, you've got to – you know, you've got a kidney stone. We got to get in there and take this thing out. And they did. I mean, they went in. I went into surgery. Now, it wasn't a marble. God bless America, dude. I can't even fathom a marble, dude. Yeah, it was eight eight millimeters by 10. God. And, yeah. But let people know, it's not smooth like a marble either. I mean. No, no. After, it looks like an asteroid. <laughs> it does. Oh, okay. Well, dude, I'm glad you're feeling better. I hope they get they take care of this next one that's coming through, dude. Me and you both. Me uh, and you both. Well, dude, like I said, man, you're freaking Superman. Okay, we go from kidney stones to the Philippines. <laughs> Let's talk a little yeah. bit about And I don't want to give a whole lot of tacos. Dude, I don't know. I told you in our uh, texting when we were messaging this morning, uh, oh, we've only got four divisions to go through. we got 12 or 16 teams to look at. So uh, let, let's talk FIBA real quick. Before I am off the air today, the Americans will be uh, on the court uh, taking on uh, Italy. Uh, but they suffered their first loss. Fortunately, it wasn't in the knockout stage, but tell us about the 110 to 104 loss to uh, Lithuania, I believe, right? Yeah, well, there's only really one thing you need to know. Okay. Lithuania came into this shooting a tournament high 45% from three, and they made 56% in this game. And you couple that with Jaron Jackson Jr., they're, they're probably our best big man, because Lithuania is a huge team. They're a big team. Uh, our best big man had three fouls in, I don't know, eight minutes. So it was it was a little shaky all the way around the, the officiating. But the real story is Lithuania didn't miss anything. I mean, they were shooting threes. One guy literally ran it, ran the ball down in the corner and threw it up, and it went in. Wow. I mean, he didn't shoot it. He threw it up. And I was like, yeah, they're going to lose tonight. So they can beat this team. That's That's neither here nor there. But hopefully it is a wake-up call for this group. Yeah, no doubt. How did Brandon play? Like I said, I got to admit, I know nothing about the game other than just seeing the final score. How did B.I. look? Well, uh, unfortunately, he actually probably played his best game, okay. um, you know, which is, if you know, you hate to do that in a game and the game your team loses. But it was probably his best game. But, again, this game really centered around they just shot the lights out. I mean, 52% overall and 56 Lithuania. 
56 percent from three, 58 seven percent from three. I mean, that's just a torrid number. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can't. You're not going to beat anybody if they're doing that. Well, uh, as we're doing the show live, if you're listening to the replay at three o'clock or uh, listening to us on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, this game is probably over with, uh, th- but, uh, coming up here in just about an hour, Rich is going to be the United States taking on Italy. Give us a preview of that game. Italy's not bad, but we should blow them out. Uh, that's the reality of it. They're not as good as maybe you would think they would be, um, just, oh, Italy's got basketball league and all that, but they're not very good. You know, the teams we got to watch out for are teams that actually have what we don't. And that's a really big front line. Um, the, the Lithuania and Spain's kind of like that. So I think we're okay. Well, how about, and I, I talked about it a little bit before I brought you up, but I mean, the good news is we don't have to, def- we don't have to worry about Spain because they're not going to be in the knockout round. France right. isn't in it. Australia isn't in it. Uh, Canada barely made it Canada. to the knockout yep. round. Uh, who do you, okay. If we're, if we're making it past Italy, who do you see being the biggest challenge for uh, the United States uh, to win this world? Uh, Man, it, it any of the Eastern Bloc teams that are left are pretty good. Okay. Um, the I think Slovenia is still in it with Luca. I'm not sure about that though. Um, so they're probably one of the bigger ones. Um, but you know, it, it international basketball is not what it used to be. You know, when you're never going to win like we used to in back in the day, uh, prior to the Dream Team, and the minute we put pros in it, we just up the ante for everybody else. Yeah. So uh, it, it's been really nice to see some of these teams that you've never heard of, and they're actually pretty good. So basketball is really global. It's honestly one of the few sports that can say that. You're absolutely right about that. Richard Clark uh, joining us. Well, let me ask you, uh, odds uh, that U.S. wins this thing. I mean, I know you said going into it, you felt pretty strongly about it, and they had a chance to do it. But like I said, with Spain being knocked out and France knocked out and uh, I got to think that opens up the road for the, for the Americans, right? It does. Germany's still pretty good. Okay. So, you know, maybe them, um, and Canada, you never know what they're going to do. They have some talent, but yeah, we should be the prohibitive favorite. Okay. But again, you know, we, we could play third, uh, Lithuania in the, in the, the, in the finals if we get that far. So, uh, for us, we should beat the teams that we have left on our side, Italy and possibly Germany or Latvia. We've already beaten Latvia. So um, we should get to the finals, no question. Okay. Once you get to the finals now, who knows? Because yeah. you're going to end up with Lithuania or probably probably Slovenia if Luka gets hot. Uh, and you never know what happened then. Absolutely. Again, that voice you listen to, Richard Clark, news editor of the uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He is our uh, basketball NBA uh, hoops expert, but he also he, he dabbles a little bit in the in the dark arts of uh, NFL. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that, dude. But hey, I do have to ask you this uh, because uh, what an upset last night! I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but Duke beating Clemson last night, twenty eight to seven, in uh, a game that just talk about statistics lying. I mean, Clemson wins at pretty much every statistical category except for the uh, score on the scoreboard. Uh, did you get a chance to watch that game, Justin? Even if you didn't, your, uh, your, thoughts, a little on, bit. your thoughts on Duke beating Clemson last night? Uh, I mean, you know, that's what got to be the biggest win in Duke's history, maybe. Uh, I think it is. Definitely. I mean, it's got to be up there. history anyway, yes. Yeah, that's got to be up there. But he's right. Dabo's right. They, you know, everything they doubt, gained them everywhere. But, you know, it's football. It is. You're football. absolutely right. Let's talk some football here. We uh, th- this little game, and I got to tell you, uh, Bill Simmons, who you and I are huge fans of, he is the last couple of uh, podcasts he's used the quote ceiling floor thing. I just we have got to establish. I just want folks to know you and I were doing this last year before Bill or before <laughs> we. Re- and I don't I don't get it twisted. I'm not saying Bill Simmons stole this from us by any stretch of the imagination, but I just don't want folks to think that you know, hey. Brian and Rich stole this from Bill Simmons. We did not. We did this last year before he was talking about it this year and uh, uh, had a lot of fun with it last year with the NFL preseason and then, and then in the NBA preseason too. But we're going to jump into How about this, dude? We've got 30 whole minutes to talk about this. Of course, we're not going to finish it, but we're going to do our best, okay? 
Absolutely. Let's start. Oh, let's let people know. We've already done NFC East, AFC East, NFC North, AFC North. And I'll just catch up people who maybe missed the last couple of weeks of you being on. Uh, you picked uh, in the NFC East, uh, Dallas to win it. Uh, Philly to finish second, uh, the Commanders to finish third, and the Giants to finish fourth. Uh, in the AFC East, you've got, bu- in, in order, Buffalo, Miami, uh, the Patriots, and the Jets, which I can't believe. Uh, and I, but, but that's what Vegas is still saying, that the, Ve- that the Jets are going to finish fourth in the AFC East. It is what it is. NFC North, you've got, uh, d- in order, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago. And then in the AFC North, you've got Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore, and Cleveland. And if you want to hear, we broke those down for, what, 30 minutes each uh, over the previous couple of weeks. Go to uh, brianhanks.com, click on Richard Clark's face, click on Richard Clark's face, click on Richard, (laughs) and uh, you can hear us breaking it down in depth because that's what we did. We're not going to do it again here uh, this morning. However, we're going to jump into the NFC South and – I got to tell you, dude, one of those divisions, I I could honestly see, and I mean this in all sincerity, I could honestly see uh, whoever winning this division, winning it with uh, with eight wins, dude. And being, being yeah, that I could, division. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, exactly. Being that division, that first place is eight and nine going into the playoffs. Let's jump out here. Uh, New Orleans is picked to win it by Vegas. Uh, at plus 130, they're the favorites. Uh, Atlanta at plus 250. Carolina at plus 375. And then this is what shocked me, and I got, I was not ready for this, Rich. Tampa Bay not just picked to finish fourth, but prohibitively picked to finish fourth at plus 700. How far have the Buccaneers fallen in the couple of years? I mean, heck, this is just – didn't Tom Brady played last year. And, yeah, they weren't that- great last year, but – I. I Dude, I've just I'm no. They win. They win the wild card game last year. I mean, you know, they yeah. win the playoffs. And I mean, the, the, I think it really highlights more than anything else. It shows what football has become. If you have a quarterback, you're good and you got a shot. If you don't, you do not have a shot. Wait, you you have doubts about Baker Mayfield? <laughs> <laughs> I just had I, I had to do it to, to get that little Barry White laugh out of you. Okay, let's start here. Uh, uh, ceiling floor. New Orleans, like I said, uh, Vegas has them at nine and a half wins. Uh, but uh, what what does Richard Clark have? What is the ceiling for New Orleans this year? I think here's what you got to remember: the, whoever wins this division could win could have six wins just because the division's so bad. Yeah, because these teams are not very good in this division. The Saints have the most talent, so I'm gonna say nine. Okay, for them, their ceiling is. Their ceiling is it's nine. nine. Wins. Okay. Yeah, and their floor is probably five. I mean, because they—I they, mean—they really think that they upgraded the quarterback with Derek Carr. <laughs> well, I mean, think about that for a minute. Well, it was—wasn't it Jameis Winston at the end of the last year? Okay. Okay. And Derek Carr is. Well, how big an upgrade are we talking about? Nah, you're right. You're right. And I got to tell you, I mean, man, I've you always know. had a, a sweet spot in my heart. Sweet spot. Goodness gracious. I, dude, bear with me this morning, okay? But I've always had a, uh, I guess, a, a soft spot. That was what I was looking for. A soft spot in my heart for Jameis Winston. I really have, man. A man that can get out there and throw 30 touchdowns in a season. Hey, that's pretty impressive. It To me, it's almost as impressive that he can go out there and throw 30 interceptions in a year, dude. Oh, good Lord, right? <laughs> he did that one year, remember? I know. That's the most incredible stat I think I've ever seen. I mean, but, you don't yeah. know when that ball comes out of his hand. It could be. Where it might be, end up. Exactly. It could be a beautiful 45, 50-yard touchdown in the air the whole time, or he could have just thrown it into three defenders. <laughs> well, I think I think New Orleans has a, another problem that, you know, we haven't really talked. Nobody's really talked about at all. Um, is their coaching staff any good? Yeah, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Oh, no, 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 I mean, no, that guy, right. has he won anywhere else before? Because I don't think he has. And I have my doubts on whether this guy, you know, he's one of that group where they're the young guys that everybody thinks is a genius or whatever the case may be. But I haven't seen him be successful anywhere he's been, really. So I don't know that he's that good. So we'll find out, I guess. Uh, we definitely will. Okay, so nine and eight is the ceiling. Five and twelve is the floor for New Orleans. Let's go to Atlanta, the Falcons. Who uh, I gotta tell you, dude, 
their offense is not that bad, man. You've got Kyle Pitts. You've got this first-round draft pick, uh, Bijan Robinson, who uh, everybody is saying is going to be. And, yeah, I just had another fantasy draft last night, and he went in the first round again. I mean, they're saying he could be the best running back in the game this year, dude, as a rookie, which I got to tell you, I guess I wouldn't be that shocked by it. You've also got uh, Drake London, uh, who was a first-round draft pick as a wide receiver. Hey, quarterback's a little shaky, but dude, right? Dude, this offense which, is not that bad of an offense, dude. Which leads us back to where we started before. Okay, who's going to throw it? Cal Pitts, first of all, has been disappointing, period. He has. Now, some of that is due to who's throwing in the ball, as we're about to talk about. I'm not convinced that Robinson is is that good, the running back. Uh, Bayou, Bayou, whatever his name is. Um, I'm not sure he's that good. Where where was he at Texas last year? Yeah, and they played yes. a pretty soft schedule. Yeah, I don't know where all this hype come from. Is this the Texas hype machine? The Texas football, you know, not the university, but they seem to blow up the guys coming out of there. But then they get to the NFL and do what exactly? Exactly. So I'm, I don't know. We'll see. And again, their quarterback situation is dreadful. Yeah. Uh, Derek Ritter, or, or I think he's going to be the starter. At is least it Desmond Ritter, Derek Ritter, you're right. Desmond, Desmond, I think, I think Desmond. you're on uh, the the Derek Carr part of it there, so that it might have uh, smoked. Put it this way: if I don't bit. even know what your full name is, you're probably not going to be there very long. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a problem with uh, Patrick Mahomes, do you? I no, mean, I know who that is. I know who Trevor Lawrence is. Yep, there you go. Okay, well, tell me about Atlanta ceiling floor for uh, Atlanta. Atlanta could win nine games if what you just said about the the running back and all this is true, then maybe they win nine games. But if their quarterback situation doesn't get any better, they're going to win four games. Wow. So nine and eight, four and 13. And the 960 bet on the bull, 960 a.m., we are an affiliate of the Carolina Panthers who we're going to talk about next. Uh, we got the number we. They got – I will never say we with the Panthers. I'm sorry. I mean, I love that, you know, we, we air their games here on – Bet on the bull, but, uh, man, a really good quarterback, in my opinion. He's a little slight, and Bryce Young, uh, they've handed the keys to the kingdom to him. Uh, there have been a lot of changes on offense uh, for uh, the Panthers this year. I think the defense is going to be pretty good, though. I mean, as much as everybody wants to talk about Bryce Young and Adam Thielen coming in and, uh, what, Miles Sanders going to be the starting running back and all that, I think it starts and finishes with the defense this year, don't you? I think it will have to if – look, I don't put a lot in the preseason, but what I saw out of them in the preseason was terrible. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, man. I, I'm, I am pretty low on this team right now, to be honest, after what I saw. Now, again, we what do we, can we really tell about? Can't glean a whole lot from preseason, I think. But, yeah. man, <laughs> they, they didn't look good. They did they not. look good at all. You are absolutely right about that. I mean, when they played the Jets in the first game of the year, that was really the only preseason game that I watched of uh, Carolina's this year. Uh, I watched the could, beginning of each the one. Ball. They couldn't move the ball? No. They couldn't protect Bryce Young. That's the problem. You, they're going to get him killed. Uh, and if you can't get it done in preseason when guys, the reality of it is most defensive coordinators aren't blinching and all that during preseason. What are they going to do to that kid if, in the regular season. I, and I don't follow Carolina enough to know, are they missing their right guard, you know, their starting right guard and all that. So maybe we can throw some of that out, but Lord have mercy, they couldn't protect him. Well, I mean, he uh, couldn't. He, he literally could get back there and he better let the ball go. And I watched the beginning of all their games. Because I wanted to see him. Exactly. Well, the Panthers have a history. Uh, and I know it's completely different administrations, completely different players and offensive lines and all that. But the Panthers have a uh, very uh, sad history of not protecting their quarterback. I still, I swear, Rich, and I mean this, I think uh, Cam Newton could still be a star in the NFL if he would have had any kind of protection and hadn't been just had the crap beat out of him for years and years. I mean, and, and even ha having the crap beat out of him was one of the best quarterbacks in the league there for two or three years. Can you imagine if he'd have had any kind of line in front of him? Dude, he'd still be in the NFL today, don't you think? I, I also wonder about the, the running part of that because, you know, they had a lot of design runs for him. And a lot of those design runs, if you remember, were between the tackles. They basically used him like a big fullback. They snapped the ball, and he'd run straight ahead. 
to get, you know, right through the, between the tackles. Yeah. That's a lot of beating on over the years. So I wonder if that played into it a little bit. I think we'll be able to glean a little bit of that from Josh Allen's career because same coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and we'll see – and we'll see what happens to him over the next few years, whether he starts showing the wear and tear of all this running around and stuff. That being said, again, same with the Saints. Are we sure Frank Reich's a good coach? <laughs> that is a very good thing. I mean, our boy talking about Bill Simmons, i got to give him credit on this. Uh, he talked about how his last, what, four years, five years up in Andy, he had a different starting quarterback on first day of the season every year. Well, Didn't really develop even, any of them. And now no. they they keep calling him. And, yes, I'm stealing this straight from Bill, but you're right, though, dude. They kept calling Frank Reich the quarterback whisperer. Well, what has he whispered? He's not developed any quarterbacks. And I'm with you. No, no, no. You're, you're spot on, Rich. Is Frank Reich a good coach? I don't think that's been answered. Definitely wasn't answered in Indianapolis, dude. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm not sure that. I was never a fan of the hire of the rule guy, the coach prior to Matt oh, Frank Wright. Yeah. But they, you know, I'm not certain he did a terrible job either. I mean, that team was competing, and, and until they blew that game at the end of last year, they were in the playoff spot. Until yeah. so Darnold had a meltdown, which was totally foreseeable. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what you're going to get from Frank Wright. Is that something that Bryce Young looks every bit the part? But I'm scared they're gonna get him killed, uh, and, he's and the defense he's, is gonna have to be good. I was about to say, tell them the difference between Cam Newton and Bryce Young too. Cam Newton was what six five, two fifteen, something like that. Yeah, Bryce Young at is least five eleven. Is he even six foot tall? Five eleven. I, I would I would venture to say that Cam was probably more like two thirty five. Yeah, that, you're right. You're um, right. But still, five eleven, one eighty is what. Yeah, uh, let, let's say one ninety, but still. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's a pretty big glaring gap. Um, you need to keep him clean. So now you're going to have to rely on the offense to do that. I'm not sure they have any receivers or any running backs. So I, I just don't know. And, and you're handing this guy the keys to get him killed, I think. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I'm not so sure I wouldn't have kept a uh, – whoever – I couldn't even tell you who their second-string quarterback is, but whoever it is, let him – run the first four or five games but anyway listen we got we were three teams in in 12 minutes we've only got 13 more teams to go but we wanted to spend a little bit more time like i said on the panthers on the panthers exactly but uh vegas has him picking a pick to finish third in the nfc south plus 375 to win it and they've got the over under seven and a half games for them to win ceiling floor for the carolina panthers richard clark the ceiling is seven the floor is two good lord What happens if Bryce Young gets hurt first half of the first quarter of the season? That team's done. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're right. Oh, wow. Okay. Tampa Bay, the team we talked about, and we're going to have to uh, buzz through these last uh, 13, okay. dude, in the next 18 minutes. It's about a minute per team, but Tampa Bay plus 700. And again, my, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, quick thoughts and then ceiling floor for uh, the Buccaneers. Well, their ceiling's probably eight, and their floor is three. Okay. They, they're not very good up front. A lot of those guys retired or went somewhere else, the offensive line, which was the sort of the problem for Brady last year. So this team's probably in trouble and in need of a rebuild. Very good. Okay, let's go one through four. Uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay. How you have them finishing, Rich? I think New Orleans probably wins this division out of default, but I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta did. And then Carolina and Tampa are going to be running up the rear. So, in order, I would go New Orleans uh, first, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa. Very good. Let's uh, move over to the AFC South where, man, you talk about a uh, a division that Vegas has already pretty much already handed it to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they are minus 160. I mean, when you looked at all these other divisions that we've done so far, no one has had a minus number. Well, we'll get to the AFC West here in a moment. But uh, the AFC South, they've got Jacksonville's minus 160. I mean, overwhelming favorites to win the uh, – you'd have to put $160 down to win $100 uh, with the Jaguars. Then Tennessee second at plus 350, Indianapolis at plus 550, Houston at plus 800. Uh, Let's start with the Jaguars. I mean, 
are they that overwhelmed? I mean, and I know this is a bad division. Don't get it twisted. I mean, the Titans, Colts, and Texans aren't, uh, you know, teams you want to write home about. But are the Jaguars that head and shoulders over the rest of the division like Vegas thinks it is, Rich? Um, I don't know about that because it's like any team. You lose a couple guys in the right spots and you're ordinary. But Jacksonville has all the pieces. And if you kind of go with the timeline, you got to figure Trevor Lawrence is going to be better this year. Uh, his second year in, in Doug Peterson's offense, who has a proven track record of being able to handle quarterbacks, I might add. So I, I think that's probably why everybody's jumping on that bandwagon is because of that particular relationship. Well, I, again, can you imagine I, if we, if Trevor Lawrence would have had him from the very beginning instead of having Urban Meyer uh, for the first 10 games of his career or whatever in that pre- right. preseason I think Trevor Lawrence would be a top five quarterback right now, don't you? Probably pretty close if he wasn't. I mean, you know, and and side note, how did Fox just go out and bring Urban Meyer in as a show on college football after what he just did? Well, he's good. What, he's a good-looking guy. He, you know, he doesn't really say anything, though, dude. I've actually watched him before. He just gets up there and smiles and all shucks his way and – I'm with you, dude. I, I I don't know, man. Uh, Jacksonville ceiling floor. Their ceiling is probably thirteen because wow. they they got it. They could they could make a run if they because they got a soft schedule in. Well, they're going to go six and zero, aren't they? They're going to go six yeah. and zero in the. You got you got to figure that that's probably what's going to happen. Their floor is probably seven. Okay, well, very good. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans who. Uh, they still have the big runner. I mean, they've still got Derek. I mean, who again? You know, is going to turn out. 13, 1400 yards. And if he doesn't get hurt, 13 or 1400 yards, probably 15, 16 touchdowns this year. It gets mighty slim after that. Although they did sign DeAndre Hopkins. You got to give them uh, credit for that. But uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of expectations for the Titans, as I don't well, for the rest of the division. So, side note to that, though, why would you pay DeAndre Hopkins all that money, but you traded A.J. Brown? I don't. I don't. I don't get that, uh, unless there was something behind the scenes that we didn't know about. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, well, GMs, man, you got to wonder in all these leagues, what are they doing? I know. I mean, what, are, what are the GM of my angels doing? Anyway, again, <laughs> I'm sorry. Side note. So yeah. I, I like that the Titans have one of the two best coaches in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't think you can count them out for that. And they play for that guy. So I'm going to say they're stealing 10, but their floor is probably five. Okay. Because Tannehill might be done, and we're getting ready to find out if, if uh, uh, oh, shoot, the running back has, still has anything left. Derrick Henry, yeah, for sure. Derrick Henry, fan, yeah. I can tell you, like I said, being in a fantasy draft last night and being that was my eighth fantasy draft. Dude, Derrick Henry's still a solid first-round pick, man. Everybody on the fantasy side thinks he's going to do well, but it's like you said, how much batteries does he have left in the – or how much gas left in the tank there? Okay, dude, has anybody, anybody mishandled a preseason worse than uh, what Indianapolis has done, dude? Uh, I mean, dude, it is crazy to me how the, how bad they've mishandled this. You got to well, Ursay is right there with the bad owners in sports. So you know, I, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> that have the last few years of their hiring and bringing in these quarterbacks. Somebody they actually had a meeting, and somebody was like, "Yeah, let's bring in Carson Wentz." Really? <laughs> I mean, after what he had done in Washington, yeah. after what he had, uh, how he had, uh, how can done I say it this clearly? Yeah, defecated the, the, the bed. How about that in, uh, in Philly? Was that yeah. a nice way to say that? And you're going to go into it with him taking all the preseason reps, and he's going to be the guy. I, I'm out on your entire management structure if that was your plan. Wow. So well, whoever did that, I'm out. So that then that, that leads back to Ursay. <laughs> well, even back to Jonathan Taylor, you've got arguably – you could think, and I, I have that opinion. Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in the NFL. Seriously. He might be the well, best running back in the NFL. And the way you handled that from a player, from everything I read, who was just a, a dream, a dream player. I mean, he showed up early all the time. You won't even talk to him about his contract. You're going to insult him in the press. I mean, dude, and I know you and I are pro play. I tell you what, dude, real quick, let's do some uh, business here real quick. Could you come back on in the first hour Thursday? Is that a possibility? 
Um, I don't think so. I got an appointment. So. Very good. No, no, no. Very good. I just wanted to check and see. Well, then we do need to blast through these. In. Uh, but, dude, I just the way that uh, they uh, just – the way they treated one of the classiest – uh, players in the NFL and Jonathan Taylor, that to me tells me everything I need to know about Indianapolis, dude. Well, I, I would push back with only this. What is the value now of a elite running back as opposed to a couple of average running backs? Oh, no, you're what, right. What now. is that value? No, 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 no. no. I, right. I don't know. I'm agreeing and, with and you. Yeah. I, think, I think it's bad business when they get up there and they start this, that, and a third talking bad about it. And you can almost see it coming now. You know, when the guy, they're about to trade him or whatever, you start hearing his reports about he was this and he was that. I think that's bad business. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, I think they mishandled this team completely. Because if you go back to this roster three years ago, yeah. it was one of the better rosters in the league. And they have just been a sieve for <laughs> talent minute, over the last minute. few years. And wait a minute. Who was the coach of it then, dude? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Frank that's right. Reich. Frank Reich. There yeah, you go. That's right. Okay, uh, Andy Colts, uh, ceiling floor. Let, let's say they win eight games as they're stealing, but their floor is three. Wow. And then uh, they have no quarterback. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. And they I mean, no everybody's back. talking Forget about that, that dude, Richardson they got no kid. Running back but, either, dude. Well, Richardson's probably going to be their best running back, but everybody keeps talking about that kid. But all I know is I watched that kid play at Florida. Yeah. And he was not very good, dude. When 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 your average quarterback is throwing sixty five percent completions, dude, he wasn't his something like 55, 54, 55 percent yeah, completions. I, like I watched him play in college, man, and he was not very good. Uh, I just I don't know. I, I I don't know what I'm missing here on these quarterback rankings and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, last one, uh, Houston Texans. The only good news I know coming out of that was that Derek Rivers, uh, Kenston's own uh, Derek Rivers uh, re-sign. And it looks like, dude, not only is he in the two deep, he or uh, what is it they call it? The Yeah, the two deep uh, rotation. Depth chart. Yeah, the depth chart. Dude, he is actually going to start some. He may start. I think he's only in his career. He's been in the NFL seven years. I think he's only started like six or seven games. He is in line to potentially start for them this year, dude. Wow. Good for him. Yep. Good for him. This team is not very good, though. <laughs> it's not. Having said, no, and having said all that, Richard Clark, uh, how, what do you see with the Houston Texans this year? Well, they can win eight games if C.J. Stroud is legit. And I will say this. Again, we go back to the preseason stuff. I was out after the first preseason game, but he's clearly made strides because uh, I watched his last game. So – you know, maybe that's a good sign. Yeah. But, man, not only did you give up a ton to get where you got with him, what did you take Will Anderson for? I know. And give up all of that capital to do it. I, I, again, I go back to, really? Yeah. Well, they've hamstrung themselves definitely for the next few years. That's for sure. And, and, and are we sure that Will Anderson was even worth that? Yeah, I know. Well, so you said ceiling eight and nine for the Texans. What's what's the floor? Yeah. Floor floor is three. God, they're in the running for the first pick next year, which they don't have. <laughs> which they don't have. Absolutely. Okay, one through four. I'm assuming Jacksonville is definitely your lock for yep. one. Uh, two yep. through four. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston. There you go. Okay, let's uh, beat feed over. I want to go ahead and knock it. Well, let's do the NFC. Uh, West first, and we may have to hold AFC West till next week. And if we do, there's no problem with that, especially with them having a Thursday night game this week. Uh, dude, San Francisco, we were talking about how Jacksonville was prohibitive favorite at minus 160. Well, that's not the, the biggest preseason uh, going into a division. San Francisco minus 175 to win the uh, NFC West. Throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> That's the Dallas fan in you coming out there. Seattle yeah. at plus 250. The L.A. Rams at plus 650. You were talking about the first pick in the NFL draft, dude. I don't think it gets any more prohibitive than this. How about this? Arizona just – this isn't to make the playoffs, Rich. This isn't to uh, to win the Super Bowl. To win – just to win the NFC West, they are plus – $2,500. I got to tell you, man, I don't have a lot of jelly beans, but I got to tell you, man, 
I'm not scared to go put $20 down on uh, Arizona to win the NFC West. And if by chance and all the stars aligned and everything, dude, that's do the math here for me at a hundred dollars. That would be 2,500. So 20, that $20, that'd be five, make $500 on a $20 bet, dude. Come on, man. Well, again, I go back to who is your GM? What are they doing? <laughs> I know, man. Uh, I, I, well, let, let's, these let's guys go. are professionals and get paid, and they—I don't—I couldn't understand the decision-making processes. If you sat down and showed me point by point with a PowerPoint display of what they did, <laughs> because I don't get it. I mean, why would you give Colin Murray all that money and guarantee it? And dude, on top of it, it's like they're trying to play for the. Uh, number one overall pick next year. And why would you even do that if? Right. Okay. Yeah, that, if uh, you're gonna do that, you needed to you needed to move Murray. Well, here's but what if you needed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you needed to move, if you needed to move Murray, then why did you leak that he couldn't read a playbook? <laughs> and that he loves Call of Duty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick, uh, San Francisco minus one seventy five, Seattle. Yeah, they're, they're thirteen two. fourteen. Yeah, give me one. San Francisco's 13, ceiling, their floor is 500, let's say 9. 9 and 8, there you I go. I hate San Francisco. I know you do, man, with every with every uh, ounce of your soul, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to Dwight Clark. <laughs> I know, but 11 and a half games, uh, the uh, wins total is what, uh, what they have uh, right now. Uh, Seattle plus two fifty. They've got them at eight and a half. Uh, where, where do you see them finishing? See, there's another one I don't quite get. Everybody's jumping on their bandwagon because of Geno, but he didn't really play that well. If he against the good teams, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say ten, and their floor is six. But I'm not a Geno. I'm not a believer. I'm really not. I really so, think he's got uh, one know, more year in him. I think he showed enough. You think so? Do you, you realize he was the number four statistical quarterback from last year, dude? Geno yeah, Smith, do. number four. I do, but that, that I think that their schedule was soft, and I just think that it's going. he's going to come back to earth this year. L.A. Rams. L.A., ooh, they're going to be bad. <laughs> so, let, let's, say, let's say six and <laughs> for three, they'll be in the running for the top pick. But, Unless Stafford uh, comes back and plays out of his mind. What about Cooper Cup? How about all that news breaking about him? I mean, that he's got, in fact, what their last preseason game was up in Minnesota, I think. And he is still in Minnesota with, a, was it a hamstring or something? It's a leg issue. Yeah. yeah, it's a leg issue. Dude, all these people that pick Cooper Cup, I guess I'm going back to fantasy for a second, but all these people that pick Cooper Cup in, uh, in fantasy as – the number one wide receiver, maybe four or five overall, and now, dude, he may not even play. They've even they've said he's pretty much going to be. Uh, they're, they're saying he's day to day, but then the the real good analysts tell you he may not even be back for this season, dude. And if you don't have Cooper Cup, you don't have Matt Stafford, dude, or uh, yeah, you don't have Stafford. I'm with you, dude. I think you're uh, you're challenging for the worst record, but dude, I just want to hear you talk about Arizona. What is the now Arizona's over under is four and a half wins. Where do you have? Uh, what's your ceiling? Not your floor. Your ceiling for this Arizona ceiling is five. Really? This ceiling is five. This is the worst team in the league. Okay. And and only because not because they have the least talent, because they're just a wreck from yeah. top to bottom. Um, so I'm gonna say five, but they could one is their floor. What God? Yeah, this is the worst team in the league. <laughs> And particularly if Kyler's not playing, so now you got the most expensive guy on your roster. Is he? That's what doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Who is the quarterback for Arizona, dude? (laughs) Your life is on the line, Richard Clark, and you've got to tell me. Don't look it up. No, I'm talking about from. Uh, from I know. I'm not. Who has no idea? I would. I I would have guessed Baker Mayfield. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, is that? Oh goodness! You know who it is? Who is it? Joshua Dobbs, who the one from Tennessee, he played briefly for the Titans a year or two ago. Remember, he got in the game and when he's been on, he hadn't even been on a team and got Richard, out there on a Thursday night. Richard, you forget who you're talking to, man. I keep up with fantasy football. I've got eight teams. I know every player in the NFL. Allegedly, Joshua Dobbs. 
Yeah. I, dude, he could walk in here right now and smack me across the face, and I'd have he no idea. He played at idea. UT at the okay. University of Tennessee, and then he went. <laughs> but the Tennessee Titans picked him up, and he had literally been on the roster like since Monday, and they played a Thursday night game, and he started. Oh my and he actually didn't play that bad, to be honest. <laughs> Almost like so. the Josh Johnson situation. You remember when, we, exactly. when, uh, when exactly. Washington had him? Okay, well, that leaves us at AFC West. We are not going to be able to get to that because we're up against the clock. In fact, we're already into the 8 o'clock hour. So let's say, hey, dude, I give us credit, man. We did 15 or we did uh, 12 teams in 30 us, minutes. That's man. great. Yeah, for us, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, by the way, your next appearance on the show will be number 100. Today was your 99th appearance on the show, dude. Wow, really? You're keeping track of that? Oh, dude, I keep okay. track of it. Come on, man. You know, I'm. I'm a geek when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, your 99th <laughs> appearance on the show today, dude. So uh, the Woo! next one, there, yeah, there you go. Hey, dude, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Hope your doctor's appointments go well, okay? Yep, thank you for having me. Talk to you later. That's Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Coming up next, one of our favorite people on this whole freaking planet, it's Uncle Rick Vernon. He's going to be joining us here live and our plush well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.